Hey, welcome back to the Kingdom Bringer podcast. We uh, we have a special guest today. I'm excited about it. Woo. I want to get this stuff over with, though, so no woos yet. Scott, <laughs> big shout out to Building Solutions, big supporter of ours. You can check them out online at bldgsolutions.net. Uh, for all your building and construction needs, get a hold of Brian and the gang at Building Solutions. Also, we still need you guys to get on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, get this out there. We want to be number one by next week. That's our goal. That's my goal. Scott does not care about that one bit. Get on uh, Spotify. You can follow us on Spotify. Uh, Overcast app is an app that uh, our guest actually introduced me to, and it's really clean and really good, and I like it a lot. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel and Facebook at KB Podcast. We w- want to have some interaction with you guys too, so continue to reach out to us at thekingdombringers at gmail.com. Ask us any questions, give us your comments. We want to hear back from you guys. That is the business. We're ready to roll. Scott Tilly, how was your weekend so far, man? It's good, man. Um, getting ready for the revival. It's been kind of crazy, but prayer meetings, meetings, and just getting in the comfort of knowing those who are going to be there. It's going to be awesome. Excited for that. Excited for Josh. Excited for Ryan and Jeff. And just can't wait to see what the Holy Spirit does, man. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's, it, I feel like there's been a build up to this moment, and yeah. it's finally here. We were supposed to have some rainstorms come in, but it looks like they've cleared off for some reason. Amen. Power prayer. I don't know what that's all about. But our guest today, we talked about it last week. We're excited. It is Josh Littlejohn, Woo. one of the original founding pastors of the gathering here in Dodge City. Currently, the Connections Pastor at Upper Room in Dallas, Joshua, how are you, sir? I'm great. I'm so pumped to be here. I've been looking forward to this for a while. You, you look, you're doing an awesome job. You look really relaxed. He's comfy. Good. Good. I feel great. You man. took the headphones off. Yeah, I don't need them. Don't Dude, need them. I'll tell you what, this morning, KB Studios, a.k.a. my basement, <laughs> got a whole lot better looking this morning. <laughs> Josh Littlejohn came in rocking the hair, yeah, and that's why he can't have the headset on. Yep, a lot of product and um, a lot of sun. So a lot of sun. Yeah, you've kind of had a busy couple weeks. I've noticed on your uh, social media, you've been taking some, <laughs> taking some trips and not getting a whole lot of work done. What's going on with that? Um, come on! <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I, it's been a busy summer. I. I w- had the opportunity to go to Croatia first off with the youth group at our church. And um, they asked me to be one of the adults on the trip. And what? so I got to go act like an adult for a couple of weeks. And it was amazing. I'd never, as an adult, I've never been overseas. I'd, my parents were missionaries. and um, uh, But it, I don't remember any of it, really, especially the overseas part in Africa. So you so. have been over or you haven't been over? Have not since, okay. you know, but they were though, they were, I was gotcha. born in South Africa and they were missionaries. And so you have been overseas, but not as, a, not as I my own you. choice and not as an yeah. adult. And, and, yeah. and especially not as like, um, uh, just in my own walk with the Lord, like in his, it's my own personal walk with the Lord, which really, I think probably didn't even start until, um, really not that long ago, really six, seven years ago, I would say where, 
um, just the eyes been open and even though I've been church goer my whole life, but just your own, there's a difference between that yeah. and just your own personal walk and, um, journey of walking with him and listening to him and, and not only just doing what he wants, but doing what is going to be awesome for you because that's what he wants to do too. So I never um, took, I never took you as a overseas missions kind of guy. So no, I, I'm not. I was actually really excited when I heard you were going because <laughs> I think that's, I mean, that's evidence of some change in your life for sure. Cause yeah, that's not something you would have done. I don't no, think. but the Lord knew yeah. what he was doing. Cause Croatia was my kind of mission trip. Was it? Why? Because it's an amazing country. Yeah. It's beautiful. Some cool pictures. Yeah, totally developed. Great restaurants. Great. Oh, okay. uh, that makes <laughs> sense. On the coast. It's a uh, nice uh, places to stay. And, um, I think it was a good intro for me. Yeah. Um, he knew exactly. <laughs> he knew exactly what I needed. My Nacy, she she totally feels called to Africa. She's been to Mozambique with Heidi Baker. Not you. And she's like, I want us all to go over there. And I, I'm just like, I have no desire. I'll go back to Croatia. I'm just being like, honest. I've been there when I was little. Just yeah. when I was a baby, I'm done. Being a, yeah, I already <laughs> did my. I already served over there. <laughs> I'll go serve in Paris. That, that's super cool though, because last week we talked about the desires of the heart and missions were kind of a part of that. And then this week, yeah. God literally put that desire in your heart, whether you knew it was Croatia, Croatia or not. Like that's where you ended yeah. up. Yeah. And the pictures spoke for themselves. The smile on your face, the atmosphere, like you said, mm-hmm. the food, the the mm-hmm. cuisine, all all the. Just the area, the atmosphere, the ocean, the mountains. That was pretty cool to see <laughs> your childlike faith come out in those pictures. It was a, it was amazing, and and I I really need to make sure we talk about what the what we did over there and what the Lord's <laughs> doing. Of course, it was an amazing like restaurants and food and and sights and thus. But you got a, to do some worship too, yeah. We did. Um, so what kind of the upper room is known for and what since the beginning is these uh live prayer and worship sets that that we've been doing for they've been doing for eight years and um we did that over there every night for 10 days like we toured the country for the first five days and did in different house of prayer different church did a prayer and worship set and then in the last five days of the trip we did it in one main church and they had like a revival style every night type meeting and so and it was amazing and it was amazing. And then the other thing, uh, and it was amazing for a lot of things because the the churches over there, it's just like they're they're small little fires over everywhere, and we got to go stoke those flames. Mm. And it just it's just funny. It's just amazing how just your presence, your presence and passion and the spirit of the Lord, like it it does it it stirs people up, and and things have really been changed. I've talked to the lady since we left. And then the other thing for me personally was I went with the youth group, and the youth group. Um, and I'm really not involved that much with the youth group at all at our church, but the youth leader's name's Aaron Smith. He's amazing, and he asked me to come. He's like, we really were praying, and we felt like we were supposed to ask you to come on this trip with us. Cool. And I was like, okay. You know, I still wanted to say no, yeah. you know, because it's still 12 days away. I have four little kids at home. and uh, But going with them, man, they re- those kids, which they were all like juniors and seniors, they, oh, they reconnected me to like energy. They reconnected me to go doing fun things just for fun things sake. They reconnected me to, you know, cause like when you have little ones, you can kind of become homebodies and you're just like, Oh, okay, oh, let's yeah, just, sure. let's just survive and let's get these kids in bed. But man, these, these teenagers, I was so surprised at how much I connected with these teenagers. It like, was awesome for my heart. 
What, what was it about Croatia? Like, why they pick Croatia for you know? Uh, there's a connection. We have a we have a couple. We the first of all, Upper Room supports a couple missionaries over there already. Is that where Mufa's from? Mufa's from there. Okay. Veronica's from there. But they they're actually not there. But there's also uh, Jerry and Susanna Lowe who have a little house of prayer over there. Okay. So that was the the connection. What's mm-hmm. the um? Is there like a? I don't know anything about Croatia at all. Mm-hmm. What's the like the? Percentage. I, I don't it's, think uh, percentage about I think it's, Christianity and stuff. Excuse me. It's um ninety. I think it's ninety percent, ninety five, ninety nine percent Catholic. Okay. And it's um, you know, it's the. I think it's like Catholic as a like you just get designated Catholic when you're born because we're yeah. Croatian and we're gotcha. Catholic and there's churches yeah. everywhere, but at these meetings, uh, at these wor- prayer and worship nights. Because Upper Room sort of has this global YouTube sort of presence with some of these songs they've been releasing, like there was young people that knew that Upper Room was coming, even oh, though wow. it wasn't our like yeah. main team or anything yeah. like that. So they came out, and these I met so many young, um, like twenty, like twenty-five year old around that age, charismatic Catholics. That's awesome. Wow, who speak in tongues, Whoa. believe in healing. Um, listen to all the same worship we all listen to. Listen to Bill Johnson podcast. Know all the guys. In fact, I got a really weird compliment. One of the girls from Hungary said, "You look like you could be Bill Johnson's best friend." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's the, some of the way I look or something. Yeah. But I said, yeah, "I look like I could be his best." I don't know. I took it as a compliment. Yeah. And you should have said, "I am." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but what That's was awesome. cool is that they were just, you know, and so they have all that, but, you know, they go to mass and, you know, they they have a different sort of view of Mary than we have. And um, but their hunger for worship and their hunger for the gifts of the spirit actually brought them and Protestants in the same room around the presence of God. And it was just very awesome for me to see the gifts of the spirit unite instead of divide wow and broke down the walls of catholicism because these kids they didn't they're like 25 they don't care they just they just see where there's life and they're going to go where the life is they're going to go where the fruit is they're going to go where the life is and so that was just two two major highlights of that trip it was awesome wow that's cool yeah uh i was just thinking our last meeting too i i just came off not croatia but a a time five days with the youth, um, four hundred or so high school kids, and I like how you said you could kind of reconnect with just the game side of it, and that for me was recharging too, man, because mm-hmm. you can't get that way. You have a not a brand new baby, but you have mm-hmm. a pretty new nine month old, nine month old, mm-hmm. and your life can kind of get a, into that aspect of. Yeah, we are homebodies now. This is just what we have to do. But mm-hmm. to reconnect and recharge through the next generation too, man, that's what's cool. These are the kids that are going to be taking the kingdom to the, you know, to the yeah. next level, and you got to experience that in a tangible way. Yeah, I I saw in one of your videos the rooms weren't really huge, but the worship in those homes, those home uh-huh. meetings, was a fire, dude. Yeah. You could tell the presence of God was in that room. Yeah. You're so right. These weren't big places. Like these were literally small groups of believers all over the country. And uh, so it was really neat. I mean, it was it was really unsung. It wasn't really like these isn't this big, big events or anything like that. But the kids, it was just cool. Like we're, we're walking down and we're going to I can't remember where we're going, but we're going, walking down on this, this along the coast. 
but the water is right there and one of the kids is like dare me to jump in and they're like yeah you know go for it you like we're all have full clothes on yeah like and and it's like then he's like oh, that's I'll the moment you backed away from the water he's like i'll do it you know <laughs> i mean this is like yeah exactly but he's like i'll do it and it was just like he went for it and it was fun and that's it was awesome. just like i've been you don't realize you've been in this mindset no look how inconvenient that would be look at, you know what i mean you get this adult <laughs> i'm not carrying extra underwear yeah. yeah it was just like this i don't know they just they just the their passion for life just really it really got to me and i wasn't expecting that that's awesome. that's kind of weird because like to be straight up honest, man, I came from like the youth, the youth ministry background in in ministry and stuff, and I was just always real passionate about youth ministry. You're not anymore, are you, dude? <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know right now if I could do that. Go on, <laughs> go on a trip with youth, and I, I don't know what it was that shifted, but I feel like I'm not making justification for it at all. But I feel like it's a uh, my faith grew up a little bit, so in a good way, like I matured, mm-hmm. but I really wish that I had a heart for the next generation like that because I don't, and I'm, I'm just being straight up honest. Yeah. Like I, it's really hard for me to, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm passionate about adult Christians in church, mm-hmm. you know? It's good. Um, but I value that, and I, I kind of- Well, I don't know if I'm passionate about youth, but these youth- these youth yeah. in particular, there, and there was only like seven of them. What age? And they were all they were all school? just graduated, or they were going to be seniors. Okay. And so this is my favorite age when I, I used to teach school and coach, and it like those are the kids I got to work. With. I got to work with juniors. See, I love the older ones, and then just these in specific. They were they were invited by the youth pastor, so it wasn't like, hey, let's just any youth that wants to come. So he invited like people he saw potential and hunger and fire. Yeah. And these kids had been. It was such a blessing for me as a parent who has an 11 year old in our church. Um, these kids, you know, the upper rooms existed for eight years and, and almost all of these kids had been raised in the environment that these, that my yeah, child, and these were like, these kids, like they didn't, I, I complained more than them yeah. on this trip. I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. they had their attitudes, their That's engagement, awesome. they're ministering to people during our things. They weren't, they weren't wallflowers. They weren't on their phones. They were. And so I just want to qualify that with like the kid that is like, doesn't want to really be there. I don't, man, I don't, I don't have a heart to try to break through. I mean, I get frustrated with that stuff. And, yeah. but these specific kids, um, just bless me like amazing. And so I think it was That's really awesome. life changing for me. That's, That's good. awesome. And so now I told the youth pastor, I, I told Aaron, I said, man, I, just a couple of days ago, I said, man, that just blessed me so much. If you want, ever want me to help, even just if it's one kid that's like a senior and he, he could use like a mentor or he could use somebody to like take him out to lunch, just let me know. And like, you know. Yeah, that's great. And that's not like the old me. Like, yeah. So I know something's. Do you different. feel like you kind of established that on this trip? Like, was there some kids in particular? There's one kid, of- Jared. Jared, I'm going to send you this link so I'll tell you a shout <laughs> Give you a shout out. But Jared, Jared, uh, and I love Jared because he's 18 and he's really honest. He's like, man, I'm. I'm excited. I'm loving this trip. During the trip, we like debrief and he's like, I'm loving it, but I'm, I'm just scared. Cause I like, I, I go to a public school and I hang out like my kids like to get high. And I mean, my, my friends like, and I just know as soon as I get home, they're going to be blowing me up saying, hey, let's go hang out. And, and I love that honesty. I love that because that was, that was my life. Yeah. I, I had that life 
And, and but he's gotten back. And instead of going back to his old patterns and his old friends, he's hung out with our youth pastor and his wife almost every night. He's at the church almost every day doing stuff. And his life is completely different. And so That's I've really cool. connect. I've just been really impressed with him. And it's just, you know, like the Lord does a work in our heart, but it's also like the choices you make yeah. too, especially when you're in, um, you've had those kind of influences, you yeah. know, That's it's, good. it's like a heavenly impact. I, I noticed uh, that's funny. You sparked some interest in me when you said about him going back and changing who he hung out with. One of the kids um, during our trip two weeks ago, like the last night of worship, we were laying there, lights out 1145 or whatever it was, and he's like, how am I supposed to go back to my old church and worship the way out of the uh-huh. hymn after experiencing this? So it was flipped for me. <laughs> and I, I, yeah. I don't know if I gave him the right answer, but I was like, dude, take what you learned here and implement it in the church that you're at now. You don't have to fold up shop and go somewhere else just because the worship was different. And it was you really can, cool though. to see. <laughs> it, it was really cool. Yeah, you can. It was cool to see this kid's wheels turning. Like he got a touch from the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and he was like, this is a tangible presence of God. At least he recognized that, yeah. And his question, I told him that question blessed me mm-hmm. probably more than anything that happened that mm-hmm. week was his notability that the Father was working and that he was tangible in that room of worship. Yeah. That was cool for me, man. See, that's crazy for me because I feel like a lot of people experience that that good new stuff and then frustration comes mm-hmm. after that because they do. They go back to you know, what they think is the, is their is their new norm or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's sad, <laughs> and I, yeah. I I don't know if that's like the enemy's way of like trying to damper that or if it's it makes me wonder anyway mm-hmm. what we are to do in that situation because yeah. I, I'm not against you know there's not a great answer for there's, that there's not. Um, I'm not, it's, and it's hard when you're talking to a kid cause yeah, you, you, you don't know. want to tell a kid, Hey, I'll come, I'll come <laughs> get you. Be, I'll come get you dad. on Sunday. You can come to our service. Just tell your parents you're not going to go in there. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't, you know, you can't do that. You know, probably a big thing I would, I would, and I didn't even think of it until just now, but it's like, it's instilling, man, whatever you do on Sundays is whatever. Um, well, your life, he really meets you in your life really changes when you can figure out how to do this in your car mm-hmm. or in the morning yeah. or at home every yeah. day. Because it's not the worship, it's actually him. Mm-hmm. It's his presence. Yeah. And so, um, it, you know, and I guarantee you, if you are worship, if you have a lifestyle of worship at your home in your car all the time, um, what they do on Sunday is going to bother you a lot less. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you're going to be able to endure. Yeah. You know, if, if for whatever reason you don't have the choice to go to another place because you're a kid or whatever, but it's you're going to see it differently, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, no, that's good. That's putting, good, I, that's putting a lot of pressure on a Sunday morning for sure. If you're it expecting is. Yeah. that to be, yeah, that's good. Or any, or any day. You changed my mind. Any one John. day. Yeah. Any one day. Once yeah. again, you changed my mind. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. So I want to, I want to talk about Dallas a little bit, mm-hmm. man. Like what's the transition look like for you and Nacy and the kids? And cause you were here for quite a while. I mean, a New Mexico, Dodge yeah. City. We lived here for eight years. That's that's crazy, man. Dairy I, farmer, right? Uh huh. Man, I remember when you when you first moved, you got this a lot. We've talked about this, but <laughs> you know, okay, Nacy's going to be the children's pastor. So, what are you going to do? Yeah, when we first moved to Dallas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How was that? How was that transition initially for you? Um, going from being like provider and 
having a real job <laughs> to going and being stay at home daddy. Glory for, to glory, for the bro. most part, right? I mean, for a little while, you were mm-hmm. you were kind of a, um, a different role for sure, or not? Yeah, you know, Nancy and I always had a great. Mm, uh, we've always both been providers, so she's the one of the hardest workers I know. Yeah, and so when we, she's always in our early marriage, she's always worked. We've always both worked. And so, um, and it was only in the last couple years where she finally got to, to, um, to stay home with the kids and homeschool. But so we moved down to Dallas, um, and we moved down there and like, she's the one that has the title. She's the one that has the job, but I don't, you know, I, I I can't say that it actually bothered me that much. I didn't think it did. Other than the question of like, well, what are you? Yeah. Other than having to answer like that question, you know, is coming. Oh, that's great for her, but what are you gonna do? And it yeah. it very much comes with good intention. They're all good intentions, but it very much is implied that like, okay, are you are you on are you on job hunting websites? Are you right. just gonna sit around? Like, what are you doing? And so, um, but I don't know. It, some people could say that could be humbling. I never felt that. Um, I don't know. It's been great. It was both of us. It was a team effort when we got there. And so um, she took over this kids program that had um, gone through some transition. They had their kids pastor passed away and from cancer. And so he, it was just kind of a program in kind of disarray because of all that. And it's totally understandable. And so it needed a lot of attention and it was both of us. And I was in this classes with her and trying to wrangle these kids. And I realized that, this wasn't my calling and it was great to know that, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's, that's my wife reminded me. And I think she was just kind of remembered it too, but she gave you a word. Mm. Do you remember that word a while back? If you tell me a little gist of it, then she I'll... saw, she saw some letters over your head and it was skid. Oh yeah. And then they kids, they shuffled around to yes, say kids I over your head. That. She actually just kind of remembered that that story and i didn't even think of yeah. that and so she when she realized that nacy was writing this book and you guys were going there for children's <laughs> ministry that was exciting for her that was like confirmation for Man. her so it was kind of a cool thing i wonder what else she said in that that'd be so neat yeah too. she probably knows yeah i just remember she because she's a very visual seer when it comes to like she'll, yeah she'll see pictures or letters over people's heads or whatever and she said she saw the word skid over your head <laughs> And then as she's watching it, the letters rearrange to spell kids. Yeah. And I think that's really all she got mm-hmm. and was expecting you to pray it out. And you didn't, apparently. Um, I'm, I'm kidding. No, I'm, kidding. I didn't. I'm no, bad at that. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But she was excited, you know, because that was like a step of faith for her to find you and say, so hey, cool. I just saw some letters rearranged over your head. And now it's a huge confirmation. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So the Lord's really been really faithful about giving uh nacy vision for that program and i'm just sort of helping like i'm good i'm pretty good at like seeing like the holes of systems and seeing how, okay well if you're gonna do that then this we have to fix this and and so we we built an easy way for volunteers to sign up there's policies there's procedures there's protocols and that's kind of what you did for the dairy too right? yeah it, it really yeah it really showed me that i've been being you know the the Lord prepares you for, yeah. you don't even think you're being prepared for what you're doing, but you, and you don't realize it till later, but mm-hmm. it's the things I did at the dairy, exact same things totally apply to what we're doing now in those yeah. kind of ways. So really neat. And the pre- 
I love the fact that it prepares your heart because this Dallas trip, like I think a lot of people probably, I say trip, I don't know. Move, I, yeah. I think a lot of people were like, oh, that was quick. But I think it was, I don't know. I just watched that transition for you and Nacy, and I'm like, man, that seems so simple to them. They were just like, hey, God's calling fast. us here. We're gone. It was so fast. It was so fast. And Take your arm off the table. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> It's shaking stuff. Um, it was so fast. It was so fast. <laughs> I mean, it, and it and to be honest, it really was fast. It was. We got the word, uh, a word, a prayer. Some, our good friend Eniola prayed over us in January, and it unlocked something and confirmed something in both Nacy and I's hearts. That, wow. that I sort of knew was deep down, but I didn't know she had it deep down. And we looked at each other and said, "We think we're supposed to move." And and with not only within. We've this moved, was January of what, 17. 17. Yeah. And uh and by July we we left our house. We packed up. We last time we were in Kansas was July or we left our house in July 17th. A year ago, man. So we just had our year anniversary yeah. of leaving. And, wow. But in 6 months, in 7 months, we went from, you know, we thought we were going to be in the family business forever and it was just like mm-hmm. kind of a given when you're in that kind of when you're in that kind of business, especially agriculture that's passed down and generational, it's you don't you don't really think you're going to be leaving, right? And so for a, it just shows you that God had been changing our desires. Mm-hmm. Y'all talk. I didn't listen to it yet, but I saw that you talked about desires, yeah. And I it's one of the, my favorite topics because he he's so for us. Um, he he's so for us, and he knows what's actually going to give us our best life and give us our most fulfilling life that he actually puts the desires in our hearts to begin with that we then that he then fulfills. Yeah. Like it's like the deck is so stacked in our favor. Mm. You know what I mean? It's good. Yeah, that's good. And so, uh, he had been changing our desires and, and so it wasn't like a, it was like an easy decision. And, uh, even though it's a big one, but it was just grace. And the way we found the house was grace His grace. And then we had our baby down there. So instead of waiting, like, you know, the book would say like, okay, we'll go as soon as we have this baby because she's pregnant. But like, we thought like, why wait? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why wait? So, um, but there, there's a lot of, there has been a lot of great reasons not to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Financial reasons, future reasons, like baby reasons, uh, size of your house reasons. <laughs> Get in. Do you mind? Cause I, I want to like hit on the faith topic of that Mm -hmm. because you and I kind of had some discussion before you left about the faith aspect of it. You mind sharing a little bit about the financial side, what that looked like? Like why, why was that uh, a sacrifice or a a change for you? Um, For people who don't know, I mean, you, well, just from a, just from a real practical standpoint, we, we worked for the family business on the farm. And so, you know, we had, uh, a lot of the expenses that normal adults would have in regular jobs, like your a mortgage and electrical bills and uh, car payments and you know utilities, all that stuff, um, we didn't we didn't have to pay um, because it was all part of the business. It's a family business, family ag business, and so like those are all things that yeah would be easy. So you'd never had a mortgage payment before. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, never had a mortgage payment before, and so like. Uh, those are all things that like you write down, <laughs> you write down your pros and cons on this. If you did that, you'd be like, whoa, this in the world's view, if you didn't have the desire 
it'd be it'd be it looks nuts you know but the desire that was given to you yeah the desire that was given to me anyway for my best life like for me tailored yeah tailored for me yeah um but yeah that that side but you know I, i was thinking about that with the lord the other day and um we just we just think we know what the future is going to look like financially. And so it's easy to go, man, if you guys would have stayed, um, uh, things would have been like this would have been like a secure, clear path. A plus B plus C equals D. Um, you know, it's all set up. Why would you? But really, you don't know that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. You don't know from from one week to one year to the next, you don't know. And I'm not saying like it, things would have gone south, but it's putting a lot of faith in not something that he hasn't really told you. Yeah. Yeah. So did he, did the Lord actually promise me that if you stay here, I'm going to like, well, I can't say that he specifically told me that. So I'm putting faith in actually what the world says is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we, we talked a little bit about that last week about it takes absolutely zero faith to do what I've always done. In that in that aspect, like to do, again, let me preface this with don't crucify me. Like I'm not yeah. talking about changing doctrine or theology, but like to do the same thing that I have always done that takes no faith. And that, yeah, to me, I mean, even as a ministry perspective, that's can be scary, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you didn't take a blind faith jump. You just heard a word, and you and your wife that resonated with both of your hearts, and we're like, <laughs> we got to do this. <laughs> Yeah, That's cool. it's a funny thing because it's almost like we talk about faith like it's a Hail Mary sort of way. and and re- But I think what I've seen is like the faith that he gives. So it's not this blind hope, but it's the, it's the faith that he authors. He's the author and perfecter yeah. of our That's good. faith, right? Mm-hmm. So if he authors the faith, then I'm believing in what he said. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're believing in the author. As in the author to, of yeah. who wrote it, you know, and it's so it's not like, um, and so it, yeah, it's that's that's kind of where we're at. We talked about last week too, um, and it's I I really got this perspective from you on your way out. Um, the idea of wisdom versus faith. I think I don't know if you remember that conversation we had about how. Um, Peter stepping out of the boat, it would have been okay for those guys to say, hey, that, that isn't a wise move. Mm-hmm. But he was taking a step of faith, and that trumped mm-hmm. manly wisdom. Yeah. Um, on your way out, it would have made a lot of sense for you to keep your van. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm, no, listen, I'm <laughs> going totally, to totally. go there because you need— Oh, I've thought about it. Yeah, I'm sure you have. <laughs> I'm sure there's all kinds of regret there. You have a van. I'm going to throw a $20,000 vehicle Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. sure would have been nice for you to probably sell and have that money for yourself on your way out because you were leaving security in that. Yeah. But but Scott Tilly gets a phone call one day. What happened, Scott? Dude, this is... Woo. So, you want the full testimony or like the cut version? Cut it. I don't care. Whatever. And so... I, I just know my point of view from it. Not saying yours. that I needed to meet a couple people in Dodge and I show up and there's this van just waiting there. And, uh, Josh has the title in his hand. He's like, Hey, um, we want to, we want to give you this van. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and here's the cool story that a lot of people may not know that that's huge. Um, we were getting ready to go to tell you ride and we, we were going to have to rent a van or 
borrow a van and so I, i'm just praying like hey god we need a van mm. like they say be specific but i wasn't specific at all i was like we need a van to get to tell your ride and the week before we leave is when he hands over the keys and the title to this. And this isn't yeah. just some van. And this, this wasn't stuff that you spoke to people. Like, he didn't no. know you needed a van. No, yeah. no, no. No, I didn't, yeah. no, I didn't, I didn't tell anybody. Um, he actually said How'd you know, me, Josh? How'd you find out? Yeah, I think you told me. He, I'm just kidding. He, yeah. he actually said... <laughs> After. Um, <laughs> he, Josh actually said a couple times, to- uh, maybe, maybe why he was handing me. I can't remember, but... He goes, man, the Lord actually told me to do this once before, and I didn't listen. But here, here it is. And oh yeah, and I so about he that. handed me all that stuff, and I, I'm, I'm looking at this van, going, this is surreal. This is so, <laughs> this is not real. Yeah. And it's got limo lights, the DVD player, a TV. Mm. I mean, a game system hookup, like leather seats. This isn't just <laughs> the fun van. This yeah. isn't. This is. This isn't just a. Man, this is a man van. So <laughs> it was. It was really a blessing for me and my family to be able to just to reap um, the benefits of he and Nacy's obedience to yeah. to the father, man. That, well, that, and you were pretty awesome. much able to turn that into two vehicles, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you sold yeah. that, yeah. bought two vehicles yeah. that you guys desperately yeah. needed. I know you were hurting yeah. for a while. Praise God, really? Yeah, yeah dude, That's it was awesome. cool. Yeah. Good. And I'm glad you mentioned Nacy too, because um, it's just I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, you know, I can get stirred up to give away, I, you know, stuff or money or whatever some, from time to time. Um, but... I was just to have a partner and a wife. It's funny because I told her I was like, I think we had this van. It's a travel van, and we used it. It was stayed in our in our barn, but when we go on trips, we use it. But I was like, I think I don't even remember when we gave that to you. Anyway, in July, about a year ago. Um. Anyway, I told her I was like, I think I think we're supposed to give the van away, and she goes, To who? <laughs> and I told her, and she not goes, the Eubankses, I hope. Well, she goes, and it's so funny because she goes to who, and I think I said, I think the Tillies, and she goes, she says, I'm like, okay, then I know that's from the Lord. That's awesome. Because <laughs> I think she was, because li- you know what, we can do awesome things that are, that are like soul, that are like it really originate from our soul, or like you know, you want to bless your friend or your buddy, but like I specifically heard. And so she heard that I wasn't just giving it to my best friend or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And for her, that goes, I think she realized that she's like, okay, that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And it's so funny. So I just want to honor her. Like it's a partnership, man. It's and you cool. know what? And it's both of our money. And so like she, she's pregnant, six weeks pregnant, six months pregnant. We know we're having a C-section because we've all, you know, I've all C-section so far. So we have to have another one. We know those cost five or six grand, like even with the thing and so for her to for mortgage her, yeah, <laughs> yeah oh we're we're gonna have all these expenses that we've never had we're about to move to Dallas we're about to have a, you know we're, we have to live like uh, all this stuff and like this van could have done that so for her to agree to that too um was amazing yeah. and so I was just like and when the, whenever you if you're married it's like this if you guys can be unified and you I, you just don't I haven't always done this, but you just don't want to be, you just, it just doubles or more than doubles everything. I don't know. No, that's good. And it's so, it, I'm telling you that story is so inspirational to me because it just did not in the natural make any sense. (laughs) I mean, I mean, even there's, there's good meaning 
people, me included, that are just thinking about retirement, thinking about, yeah. you know, stacking up the bank, even if it's savings and not spending mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and providing. You know, we have this twisted view, I think, sometimes about the provider, yeah. the man being the provider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Bible's pretty clear that he's the provider, you know? It's so and it's good. like, it's one of those things that I don't know if you understand how much of an impact that had on the people that you left behind. Ugh. You know, that was Praise a big... God. It's like yeah. kind, of, kind of like on the way out. I'm going to do this and bless everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It was good, I mean, man. Chills. Yeah. And it was, I mean, just, you know, it's, it was so easy. I kind of talked myself out of that. So yeah. easy. In fact, you know, like, but I feel like in my life, I know something's for the Lord. It's like, it, I, it, I can't let it, it, he doesn't let it go. Like, mm-hmm. or I could stuff it and I could say no, but like there's something deep inside of that. Like it, I couldn't sleep right. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, I need to do this. And, um, you know, that was right at the time we were reading the blessed life. If you haven't read the blessed life by Robert Morris, be careful. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> You'll have, it'll have you doing some, it'll have you doing some crazy <laughs> stuff. Um, doing things that don't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But that's good. And I just, can I be real vulnerable right now? I, Hold I, on, I'll, I'll hit stop. Hold on. No. <laughs> just kidding. I'll, I'll be real vulnerable. I'll just be real honest just because you know, you know that just so everyone knows that just because I'm in ministry kind of officially now as a pastor. But, uh, man, I've really I've really withheld from the Lord on trusting him with my finances lately. Mm. And um, it's not been, you know, I'm not talking about like sin and not tithing, but I've I've not I've I've not been trusting him like with our finances as, as I, as I want to get to. And, and so this, this is just an awesome reminder to me about like, um, you remember like, it's almost like you're reminded of a relationship you just once had with someone. You're just like, Oh man, Lord, just like renew that, that love, that renew that relationship. Bring in you, you back to your first love. Yeah. And just kind of renew that trust in you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're the same way we had this, we had this just almost this childlike faith and, and in, in being willing to give away something like a van that didn't look like on the surface it made any sense, which in the, in the world it doesn't. But I'm like, man, I thank you for that reminder because you are the provider. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think he sits there and he's like, well, man, I, but he, he's like, no, it's for your own good to trust me with your, yeah. with your, with your finances. So it's a kingdom seed. Man. So yeah, I just, I just want to bless people with that. And there's grace, there's grace, but, um, it's been good for me to know to remind you of that. So thank you. That's cool. That's good. Yeah, because you know it's so easy. You have all this, and then you get down there, and you start looking. And you're just like, all right, huh. and then you start holding on. You start holding on to that money instead of sowing that. And money. it's not a cheaper place to live down oh, there for goodness. sure. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're <laughs> not going to Dodge City Law no. Games anymore. <laughs> it's not Mozambique, <laughs> Africa. <laughs> no, let me tell you what. No. No, and so that's yeah, and um, yeah, and so it's yeah, it's just all that. It's just. Do you see? Do you see the Lord honoring that right now, as far as uh, oh, the in, in your finances? Because that was a big move that I think most people want to hear. They, hey, that's cool that you gave it away, but, but what, what did the Lord do in return? Kind of. Thing. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying like you did know your bank account grow, but like in your heart, do you feel like there was? It's uh. It's so funny, and I feel like we should, if we're gonna do things like so into, we should be looking to see where the what grew out yeah, of it. Yeah. You know, um, I don't always think. Yeah, I don't always think that way, and it's almost like how do you attribute what to what? But 
Um, this lady wrote Nacy and I a $1,200 check out of the blue the other day. Um, yeah, man. Uh, there's actually there another amazing thing came out of the blue that was even um, even more than that. And yeah. I don't really want to talk about that. Cause yeah, that's fine. I don't. But um, so he like, you know, God is so good. He's faithful anyway. Right. Yeah. And not. Yeah. I mean, saying like he is. He doesn't have to prove it. No, he's faithful <laughs> anyway. He's faithful anyway. Um, I think he's saying like, oh, you don't you have no idea how much more because it's his, it's the principle. It's the system. It's his system of sowing and reaping. And he's like, look, I'm going to take care of you no matter what. You're going to get bread but I've given you seed to sow yeah. and that can grow. You're, you're actually hurting yourself. That's good. You know, so um, that's what I actually believe about the Lord. And, but my actions lately have not been saying that. So do I really, I don't know, but that's what I, my head in my head. Mm-hmm. I know that. Mm-hmm. Like I believe that in my head yeah. and something happens when I reach out in the pocket and I'm like, I get, you know, I've been in fear lately, honestly. And so I just need to repent of that. And to be fair to Nacy, she's like, have you been giving like we should? I'm like, no, I get all frustrated. Like I'll get it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but she's been praying and the way she gets me to do things is through prayer and it always works. And I'll find myself cleaning out the garage and I'll look at her. I'm like, you've been praying for me to do this. (laughs) She's like, yeah, she's like, she's just laughs and stuff like that. And so I just, yeah, it's just an area that he's proven himself. And he, you know, in these kind of in these kind of times, he's actually proven himself to be a faithful provider because he's a good dad. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's that's that. That's, that's gets the financial. Did not know I was gonna open up about that, but that's good. Yeah. Love Confession. It. Love it, man. Confession is telling the truth. I heard the guy say, um, and you need to. Y'all been listening to Jamie Winship at all? Have you ever heard of him? I've, yeah, I've heard of him. Man, I, sure. I've really I just heard snippets before, and I got turned on to him He's good. recently, and he, he said, conf- he said God, God only speaks in truth, right? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's his language. So outside of that. He's yeah. like, so do not bother speaking to God if it's not true. Wow. Mm. And it doesn't mean you have to know everything. It just means you have to be honest with him. Yeah. If you're not honest with the Lord, he can't, it's, um, he, he says, it's like, it's like he almost can't do anything with it. Yeah. Wow. But as soon as you're honest with him, God, I have not been trusting you with my finances. I've been scared. I've been withholding, not from you because you need it, but I've been withholding because I've been fear-based and I've been gripping into thinking that me holding on to it is better than what you can do with it. And that's, he's like, God can work with that. That's selfishness too, right? Yeah. And God, and, but he said like that, yeah. God hears that yeah. and not hears that to say, okay, finally you confess, say you're, you're sorry. He doesn't need your apology. He wants to go. And he says, <clears throat> He said, that's confession is telling the truth to God. What repentance is, is listening to God tell the truth about who he is to you. Yeah. And then it changes what you do. Yeah. That's repentance. That's good. Mm. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. That's big. That's basically God showing how good he is. I'm going to, con- yeah. Lead you Because it's, it's his goodness that leads us to, to repentance. Man. And so that's he's awesome. Uh, confession is being honest with the Lord. Repentance is him being honest with you about who he is. And then because of that revelation, you change what you do. That's good. Woo! That's really good. Yeah, I was just knocking my socks off yesterday on the way here. I was just listening to it over and over. So it's amazing. Glad I got to weave that in. Yeah. Jamie yeah, Winship. Man. Jamie to check Winship. Him out. Lee Jance is really into him, yeah. He's super. He's the one that turned yeah. me on to him. Yeah. He did it. He tried to a couple 
years ago or a year ago. It was booked at one time, I think. Yeah. yeah and uh, But this guy's got an identity message that is so unique. Yeah. Anyway. That's good. Worth just a plug for him. So speaking of identity, I want to... I would be kind of silly for not talking about this. Um, <laughs> you're you're such like an intriguing guy, <laughs> and when I when I very first really had the vision and the passion for doing this podcast, it was guys like you that I wanted to have on, just because mm-hmm. I feel like I've probably known you longer than anybody else in the circle yeah, here in Dodge. Totally. But there's so much about you that I don't know. I feel like, you know, like not that you've withheld yeah, it, but I just feel like, I, yeah, I just feel like there's so much intriguing stuff about you. And yeah. even if it's stuff that I know it, maybe it's, I don't know, but you, you're a guy that, and I've, I've told you this and I've told the world this on, on this podcast, but you, you really changed my life. Mm. Um, going from a, a church going guy in ministry my whole life to, really understanding the kingdom in a way that I never did before. And that was through Dan Moeller's mm-hmm. messages of identity and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you get that from other people? Cause I, I, I get the sense and I shared this with you too, that I think like you are just a, such a major part of my testimony. Mm-hmm. Like I can't give my testimony without mm-hmm. talking about Josh Littlejohn. Mm-hmm. And I really think there's so many people like that. Like Scott Tilly, probably just from that little act of kindness, <laughs> that's a major story that, yeah that he would have to share. (laughs) And I feel like you do that. Maybe you're doing that on purpose. Maybe you just want to be in everybody's testimonies, (laughs) but I think you're a guy that just touches so many people that you don't even probably realize. I appreciate that. Do you, do you sense that though in yourself? I mean, do you feel like you have that kind of impact on people? Um, Sometimes I do. Yeah. But you know, it's even blessed me right now because I don't consider myself an evangelist at all. In fact, it's probably like if I, you know, you take those tests. Um, oh, yeah. You know, that's my lowest. Like, yeah. the fact, you know, and it's probably because I have a poor view and a wrong view of evangelism. But, like, man, I'm not the guy to necessarily come up to you and start talking to you about Jesus. That's never been who I am. But um, just as you're talking, I wonder if that just looks different for me. You know, I wonder if that just the way I the way I sort of share faith or impart faith or at least um, stir up maybe people to think or see differently um, is, is kind of like, cause I'm not trying. Yeah. Like, so, so I'm not trying, but that's awesome because like if I tried, it wouldn't like I'd get anxiety. There wouldn't have been that impact. I don't think if you were trying. I, anytime I've tried, it was just like, it's just not been myself. So uh, I, you know, I think so. I had an amazing, encouraging word from this girl named Sarah at church at Upper Room like quite a while back. But I think, I can't remember. I was either sharing in front of the, the volunteers for the kids or it might have been when I preached that one time. I can't remember, but something I said, she came up to me and she said, I want to give you a word. And I said, what? And she's like crying. She's like, there's just something about you. You have you have the power to, you have something about you have the power to make, uh, the power to change the way people think. Yes. Mm. And it was probably like the best yes. word I've ever gotten because that's actually uh, the def like the metanoia is actually like the, yeah, the change the way the, you think. The, yeah. The literal definition of repentance is, you know, is change the way people think. But she said, you ch- and I, I probably, um, that's probably, that stirred me up so much. And actually, 
I think I, I don't think that's what I try to do, but that's the fruit I've seen in, in, uh, my relationships and different things. Well, I think, I think we do get the word evangelism twisted sometimes because, and I could be way wrong here. And feel free to email us at thekingdombringers at gmail.com. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll set you straight. Um, <laughs> the, the idea of evangelism, why do we always just attribute that to the lost, quote unquote? Yeah. Because really, I mean, to me, evangelism is like preaching the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. To go out mm-hmm. and to preach the gospel. And it says to every, to every living creature, to everywhere. Um, I think, and for me, I think I was a guy in the church. I was a saved Christian. Mm-hmm. who needed to mm-hmm. be evangelized to, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so I do feel like yeah. you're, you're probably correct in thinking, and I'm not, I'm not calling you an evangelist, but no, you yeah. probably are correct in thinking that you've had that twisted. Cause I know I did for a long time. I didn't yeah. consider myself a, an evangelist because I don't have a real passion to go street ministry. You know, that's what we always <laughs> think of. Um, Peter Lewis has an yeah. amazing, um, if you go to upper rooms podcast and listen to a couple of weeks ago, Peter Lewis's talks he, on evangelism. He's my favorite. Yeah. Upper room guy, dude. Yeah. He's so good. He's Michael Miller's favorite upper room preacher. Yeah. And that's his that's, church. He's so good. <laughs> he's good. Yeah. He's good. It's awesome. I'm just taking in the wisdom, man. I and anytime you're, little John. You're an evangelist. Mouth. You got something to say, man. What the heck? <laughs> I will say it's funny. It reminded me of something like when we first when Scott Tilly and I first met, um, it was during it was like in Yarnold's shop uh, upstairs at, and we were having these like men's group type things. Or it's something you said something like you told me one day you're like when I first met you like I wondered if you were even a Christian like because <laughs> not because of like we didn't talk about the Lord or the Bible because like I would say I always tend to say things that I don't know you know what I'm talking about yeah. you, I don't know so hey, that was a that was a growth factor for me first of all because I I is the first I heard of this kingdom message mm-hmm. and when I heard Josh Little John talk it was so I don't want to say <laughs> It was different than what I heard, but it actually challenged my heart to do some turning, yeah, to do some repenting things the way I thought and the way I limited God. Mm. So when you talked, it was like, I don't know what this dude has, but I need it. Like <laughs> I, I need to know yeah. where Scotty, he's coming from. Scotty would call me on Saturdays sometimes <laughs> and ask, who's preaching? <laughs> and I would say, little John, and he, it was always a pause, almost like a... Oh, is my is my head ready? Because you you, you <laughs> mentioned that like I'm gonna have to think tonight. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's good though. That's awesome. It's super good because it changed who I was mm. for sure. Like I'm gonna have to think. And there's that there's that word back. Yeah, that it's the, something about it's that thinking. And I feel mm-hmm. like I've always been able to, um, for whatever reason, I've always been able to impact thinking. Yeah, and um, that's affirmation. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. on what God's call, God, God has called you to because yeah. man, you you still do that. I listened <laughs> to your message um, a couple months ago at Upper Room and matter of fact, we were getting ready to start service and I had him live like on our, <laughs> I'm like, maybe we'll just sit here and listen to little John today. <laughs> He's probably got something way better than I got for you. So yeah, it, it really does challenge to think. There's a challenge of thought when, mm-hmm. when we listen to you because dude, you can take this how you want, but you really know the heart of the Father, man. You really Thanks. do. And that stirs people up. I yeah. don't care if he preached for the first time. I remember listening to you at the G, and 
your pace, man. You could tell. <laughs> you you want to challenge people to think because you're a thinker. Yeah. God has placed that yeah. desire, I believe, in your heart to For be sure. a thinker. And that changes perspective on everybody that listens. I know it changed mine. Yeah. And I've learned so much from you, dude. Thank like, you. So, so much. It's such a Christ-like quality, dude. It really is. No, I'm serious. Like, you yeah. think about what Jesus did, ultimately. Yeah. He stepped into that culture yeah. and made people think. And that's that's kind of what led him straight to the cross was yeah. people didn't want to think anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's something for sure that you, I mean, you, you come in and you shake things up, even if it's shaking up the church or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other, the heart, me knowing the heart of the Father is probably this, like the just as much... Um, most uh, remarked or thing I get back feedback from people is those two things. Yeah. Something about the way they think different. They think differently and they, um, um, they just get something about the heart of the father. I do. I have a passion to that. People know the goodness of the Lord mm-hmm. and his grace and his mercy. And um, that's like a mess, like a, that's part of like a life. I have one thing. I'm like, no, he's better. He's better than we think. Yeah. He's better than we think. So just remember that. So, and that's good. So yeah, no, I I appreciate that, guys. And it's it's all stuff I glean and get from other places, and I and I take ingredients and I put it together, and he melds it and he he works with it. But uh, Darren, like I know, like when we when we met, you know, it wasn't me preaching like a different message, but something that was given to me by Miller, this Dan Muller teachings. But then it was in the and we listened to it all day long. But then it was in the um, the conversations yeah. that we would have. We call each other. Did you hear this part? Did you hear this part? And it was in that that iron sharpening iron, that rub, and that I feel like we we step into d- deeper revelation when we're like when we're just processing those things in community together. Well, that was the first time probably that I had a relationship with someone within the church, and that sounds ridiculous because yeah. I was thirty three years old and had been in church my whole life, but and served every Sunday. Yeah, and been yeah, and so I I meet this this guy. He's different. He's he's weird. I was just shocked that he came to this <laughs> men's night thing that I invited some dudes to, and he walks in and he doesn't fit in just because he's he's just different. We're all I mean yeah. You guys can if you guys know Josh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But him, you know, it was it was for the final four, I believe. Wichita State was in the final four for the first time or whatever. Oh, and yeah, yeah. We were not for the first time, but mm-hmm. we we were sitting in, in chairs just talking while everybody else was watching the game. <laughs> and, and you're yeah. sharing with me this this Dan Moeller stuff that's just rock. Like, it's almost like my heart knew yeah what I needed and what mm-hmm. I've been craving my whole life, but my head didn't. Right. And so you woke up that that thinking part that that matched up with my heart. And that was the ingredient I needed. Yeah. But I remember that next, that next Sunday, you you walked up to me. I didn't know if we were going to have a relationship at that point or not, or if it was like a yeah, an angel, a an thing. angel in the living room. <laughs> but he yeah. walks up and he hands me this MP3 player. Oh yeah, I had never had an MP3 player in my life. Oh, I actually gave you the I, the player. He, he hands me this red MP3 <laughs> player. He's like, dude, you need this and, so bad. And, Remember and those? I, Everyone had one. Yeah, I, I still have it up there, actually. <laughs> and I'm I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll burn these off. He's like, no, you just keep it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I bring it home, and it's that Harvest Chapel School of Kingdom Living, Amen. which yeah. you may be excited to know that I meet with a small group in my house on Sundays and we're going through that right um, now. The same thing. We're on day 23. Wow. It's the third time that I've done this. Wow. But we're leading other people into this. So I get to experience what you experienced wow. in other people's wow. hearts and minds. It's Praise so God. cool. But that's awesome. That's what introduced me to, to that. And we would. We, we decided to listen to it together. 
and mm-hmm. we started with day one and mm-hmm. we would listen to this two and a half hour session with Dan Moeller mm-hmm. and we'd talk on the phone for another yeah. hour or two. Yeah. And and you're right. That's where the growth came from. And I think yeah. that's that's what community does. Yeah. That's what community is all about. Mm-hmm. So really, you, you probably taught me more about community. And I don't know if you had necessarily a no. community at that time either. No. I, in yeah. fact, I, you walked up at church and you hit me a flyer for this men's night. And, uh, you know, if that would have happened two months or three months, I can't remember the exact time, but just say three months before, I wouldn't have came. Right. Uh, because God hadn't yet done a, I hadn't gone down to Dallas. I hadn't, he hadn't encountered me in a way down there to where I was like, wow, this is what people that love the Lord could look like. They live this out. They talk, they talk about God every day. They talk about him, whatever we're doing. They pray like their prayers work. Like these are young people. They're like 23. They're like, they're not weird. Right. Yeah. So they're they're <laughs> yeah. they're not weird. They're musicians. They're passionate about the Lord. But they're gonna like if you have a anxiety about your job, they're gonna be like, let's pray about that. And they actually believe. And I just had never met people like that before. And we were driving back to Kansas, and I was like, I don't know what to do because I don't know anyone like that up here at all. And I just was praying. I prayed all the time. Lord, yeah. cross my path with people um, that want more, uh, that are hungry for more. That was the prayer. Mm. All the time, I would pray that all the time. Give me people that just want more, like because I didn't know what I needed. I just knew I wanted more, and I was hungry. Yeah. And uh, and so like through that time, that's when Michael sent me that USB drive full of all those Dan Muller teachings and praise God for Dan Muller and that message, and it just opened my eyes to a whole new world. Still didn't have community though. And then I get I'm at church, yeah, one Sunday, and you send me a flyer, and I and. I looked to Nancy and I said, I think I'm going to go to this. And she goes, really? <laughs> she was actually really surprised that I was like, I'm going to go to this. And I just remember seeing you in church. Like we'd <laughs> never, and you'd been there for a while. We were back row. And this yeah. is what I'm going to talk about tonight at the part of what I'm going to talk about tonight. They wanted me to give my testimony, which to me always means like, oh, yeah. oh we heard you were on drugs. Tell us your dirt. You know, it's, com- it's good. I, oh, yeah. I get that. Those are always, you know, those are always great stories. And but mm-hmm. that's just one part. Like, yeah, um, I got I got set free from drugs and praise God and, and have never had a desire to do those again. And and so but the a big uh, just as big, bigger, just just a part of the journey is when um, um, what we were just saying, we, we were back row. At, got set on fire for the Lord. Like, okay. Got off of drugs, went to rehab for a year, went to treatment for a year, and then really got involved in church. Celebrate recovery ministry. Yeah. Everything the church offered. We were there every time. Like, yeah. boom. Like, and, and truly was in love with the church. We moved, that was in New Mexico. It was, it was really big, like non-denominational, kind of a mega church type thing. Really cool. Really awesome faith Christian family church. Still love them. Moved to, moved to Kansas. Um, and, and, you know, when you're in love with church, you're like, okay, we move, we need to find a, a good church. That's like this, like this was, and all, and it really wasn't anything the same. It was a way more rural area and just wasn't anything the same. Uh, we end up at, uh, the church here in Dodge where I met you at and, um, and just over time with us having kids and not finding a church that was the same. We found ourselves, you know, it's that cast, whatever that song is, the slow fade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, you know, I can't I hate <laughs> yeah. that song, but it's a great song, but it's probably, I hate it because it's, it was convicting in my yeah. life. You know, like right. yeah. it's not encouraging. Yeah. It, I don't know. I, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? It's yeah. like not, I'm, no. a, I'm willing to say it's not a great song, but go ahead. <laughs> Wait, what song is it? It's called, it's like, you don't lose, no one loses 
no one yeah. something it, it, it in a doesn't day. happen overnight yeah yeah you don't crumble in a day it, it's a slow fade and just over time you don't mean to do it but all over it's time correct yeah over time with kids and us not being plugged into a church um we had become back row man we get there late I, you know, hated going. We get there late. We leave early. I don't really want to connect with anyone. I don't really want to go to the, any of the events. And it's guess what? It's not the church's fault. Yeah, uh, that's good. And and this is some revelation that came to me last night. Um, I had got out of rehab and got on fire for the church and fell in love with the things I was doing. Not just I was doing, but the things that we were involved in at the church. And they were good things. But the problem is, is that's not sustainable because the bride was never intended to fall in love with itself. Mm. And so I was in love with the church. Yeah. That's not our job. That's good, man. That's, I, good. that's the groom's job. And I wasn't in love with Jesus. I was in love with the church. That just made me think. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking now too. So the bride falls in love with itself, which is, I, is still I going I say on. that all the time, bro. I love the church. Man, and I, I do. We're called to love the church. I do, sure. but. Yeah, I know what you the mean. The church was my source. Yes. Yeah, and the, yeah. The, I had loved the pro, the things we were doing at the church, and and part of the reason I'm going to talk about the drug history. And I'm going to talk and see from thank thank you Jesus from the life of darkness, and I mean I was either going to be dead or in prison if somebody hadn't intervened in my life. Um, but part of what I'm going to talk about tonight too is, uh, you know, because it's a revival, and you know, yeah. Anyway, but part of it is is uh. Is that you know you know you gotta you get you need to and no one can answer this for you. You have to ask this yourself. Are if you're not if you stop being so involved in your church, what does your life look like? Mm. You know, that's deep. If you stop being so involved in your church, what does your life look like? Instead of the other way around. Yeah, mm. I remember you saying that specifically too. Yeah. One time was like, if you stop going to church, and what's, I and what's I can tell you, I'm not, yeah. and it happened. To me, yeah. like it was, Nacy and I didn't have a good. There was no fruit in our life. There was no fruit of the spirit in our life. We didn't like. We were, we were, we had turned into sort of roommates. We were bickering. It was like I'm gonna do a guys' weekend. She's like, well, I'm gonna go shopping in the girls' weekend. And it was like even Stevens. Well, you bought this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy this. Really, like the only time we were nice to each other is when we went out to dinner with another couple. You know that, you yeah. know that, oh, and yeah. it's just like you want to keep going out to dinner with other people because that's when so you there's some civility. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you at least treat each other decently. Yeah. Yeah. And then the way on the way there though, it's fighting. On the way there back, mm-hmm. it's fighting. Uh, there's, there's our lives were dead in church, but yeah. it, I'm not blaming. I, I think I probably used to blame the church, and but it it wasn't the church. Yeah, no. I think our instinct, especially if you're in the church doing ministry in the church, your instinct is. What do we need to do? What programs do we need for a guy like Josh Little? Yeah, John? yeah. And you're right. Like what Wednesdays are open. Sunday me. mornings are yeah. No, what works good. for me? That's the mentality. Mm-hmm. What works for me? And I don't think it was ever designed that way. Um, one of the things I always like to say, like I can get something from any service. Like any service I go into, I can get something if I choose to believe that I'm expectant walking in there. Mm-hmm. But what can I do for this place? What mm-hmm. gift has God granted me or grafted into my kingdom DNA to allow me to change the atmosphere in this room? And that's something I, I really, really, really stuck with me on one of your testimonies about upper room is when you came back, I will never forget this. And you can, you, the testimony is the same, but if I word it wrong, you can correct yeah, me. Yeah. You said you were watching them worship. And this, I can, I can mm. remember you pacing at the floor on the G telling this testimony. You said, I was watching them worship and you heard the Lord tell you in your spirit, 
you're watching them, but they're watching me. <laughs> yeah, and that changed, mm. dude, that changed so much for me, mm-hmm. just approaching worship in that mm-hmm. way. Like, dude, it's not about how eloquently I can strum or or how, you know, how good I am in the keys or what I can sing. It's about me being on my face, <laughs> like in, in the spirit of God, mm-hmm. like, bam, mm-hmm. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how silly it looks. <laughs> don't look at them. Look so at me. True. And that, that, was, that changed a lot. For that me, was life changing for me, too. Hey, guys, that's it for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to pick up right where we left off on this one for next week. So you're going to have to hang on. I want to remind you guys to share this episode. It's so good. We got to sit down for multiple hours with Josh, and we just had fantastic conversation watching this guy. His maturity level is, like, off the chain right now. He's just grown up so much in the spirit, and it's been fun. It's been fun to watch him grow, and uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this conversation, but we continue this, like I said, right where we left off next week. So, again, rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thank you, guys. Be blessed. Thank you.